Hey guys, it's Joe's Julian. This week I'm sitting down with Dan Reba and Kevin Alatiri to talk all things Batman the Animated Series. If you guys are in the Kansas City area, swing over to Planet Comic Con March 8th through the 10th to get some artwork and ask a question or two. Alan Burnett, Kevin Alatiri, and Dan Reba will be there. I want to give a special shout out to a couple of our patrons that help make this podcast possible. Bill. Brent, Eight-Legged Bird, Patrick, and Jacob. Thank you all so much for your support. It truly means a lot. If you want to become a patron and help support this show, check the show notes and sign up today. Now, let's get on to my chat with Dan and Kevin. You guys remember the first episode you worked on together? Dan, you remember the first episode of, of Batman the Animated Series that you got to work on oh. with Kevin? Well, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, the first one. <laughs> it's like, the first one? Well, the first one. The first um, one. On the Leather first Wings. One, on Leather Wings was the first episode that was, that was boarded. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I was in character design at that point because I, uh, I was sitting, I was getting ready to get married and I, and I knew, I, I knew from experience how, how tough directing was. And I knew that the show was going to be super special and I knew I was going to have time to dedicate to be, to direct on it. So I came in as a board artist and Bruce saw my portfolio and saw what I saw what I had just done on, um, TMS for a little Nemo project that they that they didn't get to sell but um and that's what I'd been working on the year before and Bruce just like no no I need I need a character guy yeah I need, I need you on characters so I I just I sat in a room and I did turnarounds and and uh rough stuff out and I worked on 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 a rough idea for for Man Bad but but it still wasn't there and then mike kim came along and knocked it out of the park based on a lot of stuff that i came up with but you know true no but, but that, was, i remember i i i did that interview which i i told you about julian right yeah mm -hmm. uh, the last you know the last time how i came home after i had the interview with bruce and they showed me that fantastic trailer first person i called was dan <laughs> and dan didn't even dan Dan didn't even pretend that he didn't know what I was talking about. Well, what happened is is the trailer had circulated in the industry. So I had already had a VHS copy of it. So, so <laughs> it, there was a bootleg that snuck out of Warner somehow and got into every studio. So I had seen it and I was like, wow, I want to be on that. And um, and I was I was on another project. And I was like, oh man, what happens if this sells? I'll be, I'll have to quit because I have to work on Batman. And, <laughs> and what happened? It didn't sell. And, and so like the day <laughs> after <laughs> we all got canned, it was like, I get a call from Kevin. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm free. There, sometimes God is merciful. Oh, yes. Out, out, you know, out, out a door and into a window, you know, it's like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or is it out a window and into a door? I don't know. But in any event, that's, uh, I climbed into that Batman window. Well, I told yeah. Kevin when uh, Kevin was on that On Leathery Wings is that one in the Heart of Ice are my two favorite episodes in this entire series. And I, I, I looked at Kevin, I'm like, I'm not blowing smoke here. I'm like, I really mean this. When that was probably the first episode I ever saw as a kid. Like I, I think of Man Bat, and I told Kevin I was absolutely and utterly terrified at Man Bat, but <laughs> he was the coolest looking bad guy. Him and Mister Freeze, Scarecrow's always been my guy, but him and Mister Freeze, in my opinion, through that entire uh, Rogues Gallery that you guys helped bring to, to to life, those two had the best character designs. Um, now you said you you had started the design, but who, you said Mike Mike had finished hey, it, Kim, or Kim? Yeah, Mike Kim was yeah. his name and he came on 
for a very short while, just a few months. And then like he went off to run in Stimpy because he liked doing the funny stuff more. So, well, yeah. um, and, and, and I, 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 he did a lot of incidental stuff and, you know, but pretty much man bad, like he made his mark on man bad. And I don't yeah. think, Oh, t he did the first scarecrow. He did the first scarecrow as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. cause we used there... Dan's design for the, uh, storyboards. Right. And then, yeah. and then when the, we had the new design, actually back then, it's kind of like a blessing that, um, so much of the layout crew at that time could not handle the style of the show that like me, Dan, Brad, I remember we just putting man bat on model, you yeah. know, <laughs> and just, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. What was it like working with that character right out of the gate man bat? Oh, it was like a dream come true for me. Yeah. I I'm actually, it's like, I want to know you were three years old and your parents let you watch the transformation sequence. No, three years old is when this show came out. I was okay. probably six. I want to say six or seven because I've got, I've got, uh, I've still... got. Uh, it is pretty young, uh, but <laughs> it was a different time back then. Like I look at some of the shit I watch now, or I watched then at my oldest son's age. He's fourteen. I look at him. I'm like, dude, I don't trust you with a mechanical pencil, let alone American Pie. I was watching American <laughs> Pie way before your age. You know what I mean? So it was a different time for sure. But I want to say it was like five or six years, five or six years old is when I saw the show because I've got um, uh, pictures of me at my birthday party and I've got Batman and I've got Robin and I've got all of these characters that I absolutely fell in love with. Um, so it was probably around five or six years old is when I found this show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how old I was when Adam West, uh, when I saw the Adam West show. And so, yeah, I, I, it's the same thing for me, except it was a different Batman. <laughs> well, that was my, that was my first Batman. That was the first Batman. My, my, uh, my aunts and uncles would always come down and they'd watch this on the summer and TV land was the only thing they would watch. So Walker, Texas Ranger in the heat of the night, Matlock, murder, she wrote everything that you could possibly think of. And then Batman 66 would come on too. And I just remember being just blown away. Like how, how is how is Batman on the TV right now? I, I no you know no uh, no understanding of what TV was. I thought Batman was real, like most people, I'm sure, for the longest time until he wasn't real, and then he's real now still to me. So there's there's something about uh, that's Batman that's like I said, it's been in my heart for 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 a very long time. But getting it back to getting it back to on leathery wings. Mm -hmm. When you guys are working on the show, Daniel in particular, because I know I, I had asked Kevin this, we had talked uh, pretty in depth about uh, on leathery wings, but. You obviously see this trailer. You both see this trailer and you guys go, I got to work on this show. I got to work on Batman, the animated series. I got to get on here somehow. When you're on the show, does at any point feel like it's fake? Do you think anybody's going to pull the rug out on you? Like, they're not going to let us make this show. They're not going to let us do this. This is too good to be true. Did anything like that happen to you, Dan? For some reason, no. I, I always, it was something like, I, this is like, this is the way it was meant to be. There was always something in the back of my head saying, and, and people are going to lose their minds when they see it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I always thought that. I, I, I was just, there was something that I'm like, I, when I just saw the designs in that trailer, I'm like, okay. Because I remember seeing the Fleischer Supermans at a convention when I was a kid. And I was like, wow, this is how you do a superhero. And uh, of course, I'll never see that again in my life. No one's ever going to do that. And, yeah. you know, and I, and it had always been my, my dream to do that. And all of a sudden I'm having the, I'm, 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 I'm given the opportunity to work on something that as, 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 uh, impressive and, and, 
and uh, you know, just mind blowing as 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 that. And um, yeah, I, I knew I, I, I for some reason at that point I was like maybe too young and stupid to to get that you know this <laughs> this is really really rare. I mean, I I had been in the business for a while already, so I kind of knew that, but. I don't know. For some reason, I felt like I, maybe because the movie was such a big hit, I felt mm. like we got the support of a giant studio behind us here. I think, you know, and I didn't realize how precarious we were. I didn't realize that 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 giant studio that was behind us didn't really know what they had, you know, and they had to rely on Tim Burton to like tell them to trust Bruce and Eric because yeah. they didn't yeah. know they didn't know animation. I mean, traditionally, even Warner Brothers never really, you know. They yeah. never they threw all their stuff away you know there was just it was like you know <laughs> so depressing they, they sold they sold their stuff to seven arts you know it, it was like they you know AAP. you know they just like they sold their libraries away they're just like eh, whatever yeah they never really you know had yeah. respect for it and you know so we really didn't expect you know this to happen but somehow it did you know um and and they you know Burton was behind it but in, in the sense that he did the movie and when they gave him the designs and showed him the promo they said he said well these guys know what they're doing trust them let them do what they want yeah and and so they did yeah so. well they didn't trust me <laughs> no I'm kidding well. <laughs> <laughs> the people that needed to trust me trusted me but yeah. I was I was unfortunately in the position like when Dan was on the crew I was in the position where, yes, we are pushing the envelope. And there was, at the beginning, there, there were other um, members of the crew that really wanted it to be goofy. Mm -hmm. There, I mean, you look at Christmas with the Joker, you know, just doesn't fit with the rest of the entire series, you know. And, and that was like, it was almost, there, there was a big push from some people to get it to go there you know and i was fighting tooth and nail so was bruce yeah. so was eric you know and uh yeah but you know some people would like go and say well you know how, look 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 how violent this first show is we should never do that again well, well the funny <laughs> thing about that christmas with the joker was the original premise is really dark I mean, the Joker is actually like he, you know, the, what they ended up with the Joker's favor, kind of like him harassing some yeah. regular guy. That's what it was originally going yeah. to be. It was going to be the, the, um, the Joker kidnapping a family and holding mm -hmm. them hostage. And th then the network was like, no, you, 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 you no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so then it had to be like Summer Gleason and, 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 and it had to be, you know, the, the, uh, Bullock, you know, and, and, and funny with the, with the candy cane gag in his mouth and stuff like that. It, it, it had to, it, we couldn't just like harass, you know, citizens like that and, and a family. It was just like, no, 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 this is too horrific. So the premise was originally a lot darker, even though there was a lot of silly stuff in it. It was it, it they were trying to go for like a really crazy, you know, a crazy, demented, evil Joker. And that's not what the show ended up being. So, yeah, with with you talking about uh, when you you asked me, uh, your my your parents let you watch that horrifying transformation transformation of man, Pat, uh, <laughs> was there. Do you guys remember if there was any kickback on that episode? Like, did you guys have to, like, really fight for anything with the censors or anything stick out? 
Well, the, the censors, um, that happened at the board stage. Mm -hmm. um, all I remember is that, you know, at Fox, everyone was pleased when the show came back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like the, the, we had meetings with BSP and, you know, with the executives about violence, you know, um, we had to get around gunfire and stuff like that. Um, so hence we have Tommy guns and things like that. But the argument was criminals, it's, this isn't specifically man bat, but, but criminals, you know, Batman has to be shot at. Mm -hmm. Criminals have to have guns or else nothing works. The point is Batman doesn't ever, ever use a firearm. So he he's demonstrating skills and uh, ability to not be shot and the bad guys use guns so but we had to make them archaic style guns right something and, a kid and, yeah, couldn't get and, his hands and stylized on. so that the, the the details were sort of you know they were art deco versions they were just slightly like like the details on a 45 but just kind of like you know not yeah but not until uh, but the Jonah Hex guns were like dead on, yeah, you, yeah, completely yes. accurate. So by that time they're like, yeah, whatever. They're old, they're like tiny. fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had in Eternal Youth. I had uh, at the end, I had uh, Poison Ivy hunting Batman with a longbow, <laughs> which was really cool. And they went, no, I'm sorry. We love the board. We think this is great. We really think this is great, but Kevin, we can't do this. And she said, why? It's like a kid can get his hands on a bow pretty easy. Yeah. And I'm like, I certainly did when I was seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. And I think about it. Yeah. You got a point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. it. Math yeah. checks out. It just had to be that wrist rocket. Yeah, and and okay. like for instance, it's so cool. It's still it's still a, it evokes an a bow and arrow thing, and it's and and I and crossbows are pretty cool. So, hey guys, it's your resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones here, asking you to have a listen to my animation destination podcast. It's an animation celebration podcast, and it's full of all sorts of stuff about anime and cartoons and voice acting and all that sort of thing, and just a really all-around celebration of anything animated so come on by and check it out we've got fan episodes of your favorite animes to your most obscure cartoons on netflix that no one's ever heard of and just really love talking about it you can subscribe to us on spotify and itunes and anywhere else you can get your podcast from so stop on by subscribe and stay tuned for the animation destination podcast but no, it wasn't as good it, it is it is good. good i know <laughs> i know well, but, i can Oh, and in man, in in uh, leather wings, um, the only real big retake that I had to do, for in the board, for instance, was where originally you see the silhouettes in, inside of this room, where we don't know what this creature is doing to this guy. He's screaming bloody murder, and then he comes flying out the window, and they're like. You can't have a guy crashing through the window. And I'm like, but if he stays in there, we're going to think he's just been mauled to death by this monster. And they're like, you have a point there. Just make sure we see him land in a convenient pool of water. <laughs> and it's like, you got it. 
So we made it like five, six stories down into some drainage ditch, you know, sewer with sewage water flowing into it. <laughs> and that being an, a, an early show, we had to make sure a chair broke the window. The guy couldn't break yeah. the window with his body. So, but yes. it's cool because he throws the chair at the man bat or yeah. something, and it and then it, it goes through the window. So it it's all it's all justified. It's it it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel like a cheat. You don't mm -hmm. even realize that's what's happening when you're watching it. That that yeah. that they have to break the window because the guy can't break the window. Uh, I never thought about it until you broke it down. It, yeah, well, but that's the good storytelling. That's this this guy. You know, you take these these things that are limitations and you and you turn them into story points and you make them work so that people are distracted and they don't really realize that yeah. that somebody's saying, no, you can't do that. Um, and not and, to and name that, not to name like, names. Yeah. <laughs> Other directors would yeah. come up to me and I think to Dan, too, and go, how'd you get a how'd you get away with that? You know, how'd you do that? And I'm like, well, we kind of. You know what Dan just said. We dance around it and uh, make it a story point. And I would notice in the other shows, it's like they made me make him fall into a bush. And I'm like, then why did you do the stupidest little mulberry bush imaginable? You know, it's like, well, I, yeah, I know. I, that I shouldn't even thing. be there. I did the same thing with the with the fire from Olympus, where I had like some cops falling out of the the blimp, and they they land in a swimming pool or something. Where we have like, <laughs> you know? but they actually did have guys die in that episode too, because then there are guys that that fall, uh, and and we we see them jump out, but the but the explosion is so huge that even though you see guys jumping out of the thing, it's like what did they jump onto? and yeah. how how are they surviving this and we just kind of went you know let's just send it and if and and if they have a problem with it we'll try to fix it then and they didn't so yeah. you know i mean we didn't intend to kill the guys but or even yeah, like showdown and it did showdown yeah. when the when the airship blows up or when it when that that deck when jonah hex like just takes this shell lit shell throws it into the ammo those guys are coming out the gun ports, but there was a lot of more guys inside that ship. <laughs> I know. And then there's that first guy that he lassoes, yanks him away. Now the guy deserved it, yanks him away from his Gatling gun, and he's just hanging there. Right. And Jonah Hex goes up and does what he does. That the rest of this, you know, did anyone rescue that guy, or did no. he go down with the ship? He's fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, he's just dangling there, helpless <laughs> for the whole for the whole battle. And then he then he's there for the show for the ship to crash, right? And it's funny because yeah, but you don't you don't pay attention to it. Yeah, no. But one of the big like edicts was we weren't allowed to have contact with a fist and a face on on yeah. the show. We couldn't actually kick somebody or hit somebody in the face, and yet the way around it was to punch the camera, and mm -hmm. the things go white. And and what ends up happening is that's so much more visceral and powerful and you really feel the contact of batman's punches that way because he's punching you in the face <laughs> it's not like it's not you are the bad guy and he's punching you in the face and you you feel the pain when you're watching you know you don't have to see this to really get that that's what's happening and yeah. it's just sort of like subliminal um and uh, and if anything it makes it a little more powerful uh than than less if you do it right yes did any did anybody try to push the 66 Bam Pow whiff? Anybody like that? Anything come to mind? Did anybody try to sneak that in or try to do anything with that? 
not on our crew, but like no. what I was talking about earlier, that was there. Um, was it? Did they try? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't like naming names. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There, but there were I know, several. I know. I know. I know there I were know. several entities, and especially from the layout crew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was like some guys there. It's like I've worked in this industry for twenty five years, and I'll tell you how I'm going to draw this. And it's like, well. Okay, have it your way, but I don't think Bruce is going to be very happy. And it's like, well, what's he going to do? Fire me? And it's like, yes, fuck around and find out. Happen. <laughs> that could happen. I mean that that happened like on the my my first day in the in 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 character design where a guy was adding all sorts of lines to everything like musculature, like He Man because he had come from filmation, and yeah. and I I kind of told him no no don't don't do that because that's not what the show looks like that's not what we're doing see see look at this and draw like this <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. guy kept kept going you know i thought you guys wanted it good <laughs> <laughs> he man was so horrible he man was yeah. horrible in comparison to batman the animated series <laughs> and dan and i um from the deke days like we basically had this library of the fleischer brothers Mm -hmm. what you could get and we're like studying those model sheets you know yeah. Yeah. and then bruce is studying that stuff and bruce is and you know bruce's god it's like yeah that and archie comics yeah you know and toth and toth oh god yeah it's like that that's almost like when i would interview people you know i interviewed a lot of people coming on the show not just for my crew but basically, it's like one of the first questions is like, what do you think of Alex Toth? You know, and if if that just makes you light up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. See, it's like the same stuff, like uh, especially um, Toth, especially from like the Space Ghost Dino Boy era. Mm -hmm. That he, and Iwo Takamoto, too. You know, yes. that really you can really see that in the early Batman designs, mm -hmm. you know. Because it's like, it's just, you, it's kind of a, you can't figure out, like, why does that drawing look correct when it's animated? You know? It's like, you look at the Fleischer Supermans, and you're shocked when you see the, the standard drawing of Clark Kent. And you see how big his head is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but once it's moving, it looks right. Mm -hmm. But if it's a frozen drawing, so it's like these guys have figured it out long before we ever even got into the business. So, and Toth is like the master of that. If I look at cartoons now, especially superhero ones, I'm just going, why has he got that puny little head? You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like big, giant, broad shoulders, little tiny head, you know? I don't get it. Little feet. What is it with little feet? Tiny feet. You know? It must like, be the uh it's it's in vogue these days. Now, with you guys yeah. being such huge fans of Fleischer, I'll ask you both this question, and Dan, we'll start with you. Um, with you guys being such huge fans of the Fleischer Superman, was there anything that you drew direct influence from that you want to you wanted to pay homage to in any of your episodes? Does anything oh. stick out? Holy cow. Interesting. Um, boy, 
Uh, uh, I stumped him. I got yeah. him. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. Cause I mean, it's like for crying out loud, that's, you know, uh, um, well, I know, I know for you, you're, yeah. you're, you're robots, you know, it was like, yeah. on, you know, mechanical monsters, mechanical monsters was the thing, you know, the that, bulleteers, that, the bulleteers. Yeah. The reason why the bat cave is a drawbridge is right. the bulleteers. It's the bulleteers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and people go, hey, you got that from Fleischer Brothers. And I'm like, what planet are you born on? I mean, yeah. uh, yes, of course I did. That's why we did it. You know, it's like, you know, but yeah. And uh, even like even the vehicle designs. Oh, yeah. very, very bulleteers, even yeah. the Batmobile, you know, yeah, the the way that we the greatest we, Batmobile of all time uh, is the yes. Batman, the animated series. <laughs> My wife got me that for Christmas and I. I will come in here when I'm not interviewing and I put the batteries back in so it doesn't get corroded and I turn all the lights on and I put Batman and Robin in that car. That car is, I'm not a car guy at all. That one, the Ninja Turtle van and the Back to the Future DeLorean are my three <laughs> favorite vehicles of anything of all time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really? high praise for that for that, for that that car design. Yeah. But uh, you've had some time to, to think about it, Dan. Does anything come to mind? Or I, I know exactly it's going to yeah. happen as soon as we get off the call. Oh, oh, you're going to think exactly, about it. Exactly. I know. Well, that's why I, I should have asked for a list of questions before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever write any questions down. No. <laughs> I can um, keep going on. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's like the machine gun fire, right? Mm -hmm. I took the VHS copies that oh, yeah. Dan and I had, and I would freeze frame you know, which is not good for a VHS to do it. And these things were precious to us, but I would actually freeze frame figuring out why does the machine gun look so good, mm -hmm. you know? And I would actually use those muzzle flashes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I actually animated a lot of the effects myself yeah. in the layout. I would actually do an extra couple of pages describing, you know, like when you're firing a machine gun, you pull the trigger, shells are ejecting and you know it's stuttering mm -hmm. so you you know you figure that out those kinds of things and those are all from fleischer yeah you know and they don't look like fleischer necessarily but that is mm -hmm. you know that that's yeah. what we were doing sure dan was doing it too yeah no they used the silhouettes the way that they would do that thing where, where superman would trans would, would change into you know clark kent would change into superman on the we would we would borrow from that mercilessly uh that that idea and that, that that way of doing it and and you know fight scenes with characters and silhouettes we pull that stuff off because because they, they got away with it um and uh but in terms of character design i mean man no we were i was pulling from comics more than i was from the fleischers when it came to that kind of stuff it was effects yeah. and and mood and 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 that kind of things but uh i mean i i i took uh, Dr. Savannah from the Captain Marvel comics and I put him, I made him a, a chemist in my Batman, uh, my Batgirl Returns episode. And, uh, and, and it turns out that, you know, he looks a lot like the, uh, the mad scientist in uh, the electric uh, telescope episode of the Fleischers, because I think they borrowed <laughs> Dr. Savannah <laughs> as well. Cause it's I think they did. Lex Luthor. That's, that's a very Savannah looking guy, yeah. you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah and i think captain marvel had already had already come out by then which is what i think the 
the uh the the what is it the what episode was the one with the with the double the the fake superman um the double trouble like no what was that one called like showdown showdown and uh they not they, my they, showdown no 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 it's not your <laughs> showdown it's it was originally that sort of where 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 superman grabs the guy's emblem off his chest and the and the tear when he rips it off makes a light yeah. bulb. So it's a direct comment on, on, on Captain Marvel. <laughs> you know, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's clear yeah. that he's got up the, yeah. the, the fake Superman has got a lightning bolt on his chest because that's what the yeah. terror looks like. So, so that's really was, cool. Was there yeah, was but, there any other any other comics or artists that you were pulling from that that, that you were head over heels for at that time? Uh well a lot of them contributed i mean it was like kevin yeah. nolan was doing some stuff he he did he did a lot of you know uh, rough designs for alfred for for robin uh and and uh and then and then mike mcnola did did mr freeze yeah. so we yes. had we we we, we we just hired those guys instead of yeah. you know, it's like instead of just using their stuff as inspiration you know yeah you know so who was you guys's favorite villain design that's a rough one i know it's Mainly difficult because it's i mean you, you can't really say it. it's like because mr freeze it, yes. it, and it's like and i'm not even going to talk about the redesigns mm -hmm. just we're just talking about the original ones but yes sir. Um, yes sir that design for mr freeze perfect perfect unique perfect says it all racial ghoul by bruce can't get better <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it was it was perfect. It really was. And um and it's kind of like where Bruce like he kind of came of age during the show, and the one thing that you can always tell, um, as an artist working on the show, um, drawing it, it's a, it's the thing I love about working on Scooby Doo's, you know, not the redesigned Scooby Doo's, but like when I would work on people would say, oh, well. You've come down certainly from the Batman days. You're working on Scooby Doo, and it's like, you know, if I ever get bored of drawing and working with Iwo Takamoto, I'll I'll write you a letter or something. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, it's just there. Like the the original Iwo character designs for Scooby are a pleasure to draw, hmm. and that's what like I wanted to do a Mister Freeze episode so badly. Mainly because I wanted to just draw Mr. Freeze raising the freeze gun and aiming it at camera, you know. I, I just I just enjoyed drawing that character so much. It's just a pleasure to draw. Bruce's Batman, it's a pleasure to draw that character, you know. Once you figure out, it's kind of hard to figure out in your mind, like, these swooping lines mm -hmm. and to get it right. But when you do, it's like you, you go, oh, I like that drawing. You know, it's like, look at that. All right. As we take a pause for the cause, if you haven't yet, you should check us out on all social media platforms by searching at In My Head Pod. There you can see who we've got coming on. And if you feel so inclined to, you could submit a question to be asked. Now, let's get back to the show. There's a guy you know? I, I never get tired of drawing, actually, is. is oh, yeah. Two Face. Yeah. You know, I, that I, so I, cool. I, I, that's the one that I'm like, yeah. that's my favorite, actually. I mean, I I, I love drawing Man no. Bad. I, Clayface is amazing. Clayface is great. But 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 the Two-Face is just like, man, 
holy bam that's that's yeah they're just like yeah dan was nailed it yeah yeah no that then that was two-face uh part one especially two-face part one was like where we you know we we just knew that this is this show is because we were struggling with scripts not on leather wings mitch bryan but every script after that was like trouble it was trouble it was like how do we make this good how do you make this good what what's what are we going to do to make this good and then when they hired alan burnett and i said and when i asked like oh what's this guy worked on before well he was on super friends and he was on uh, DuckTales. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go again. <laughs> but that script by um, Alan Burnett and Randy Rogel was gold. It was so, I, it was the best script I ever read up to that point. Yeah. And it was, and yeah, it was, it was just, and the thing about the first episode, you only see, you only see Two-Face for a moment at the mm-hmm. end. And that was one of my favorite boards I've ever done was yeah. the reveal. Yeah. It, it reminded me of Alien, that first movie where you're you're waiting for the entire movie for the alien to pop up. You're seeing it in flashes or you're hearing it. You're you're led to suspense, right? You're you're led to like you're making up what this monster is in your head. And then I didn't put this correlation in when I was three years old, Kevin. So I apologize for not being that <laughs> far ahead in time. But, you know, once I became a little bit older and I was a teenager, I saw Alien for the first time. I just remember having this uncomfortable feeling. Same thing when I watched Two-Face for the first time as an adult. It was like, dude, you, just, you, you know it's coming. You know it's going to happen. You know eventually who he's going to turn into. But the little journey that you go on throughout the entire episode you're like holy shit that paid off so well so i I can't agree more man all the episodes that you guys have talked about have have been phenomenal now with something i've always been curious about with mr freeze um do you know who would have came up i mean i can imagine it was probably in that first i think the first episode heart of ice you see it but the screen would go black and just those red eyes would illuminate i mean what what is that shot considered? What is that shot called? Is that Mr. Freeze shot or do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I think that was mainly because if I was to give credit to anyone, um, I believe Bruce did board on that episode. Nice. I think he did, but it was more, it came more because that was the, uh, that was the Mignola drawing. I yeah. think so. And it just, kind of, it just lent itself. It's just it, think, no eyeballs, you know? Yeah, those no eyeballs, yeah. just like these uh, glowing lenses. lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Had, it was yeah. just like this classic 40s mad scientist looking thing. Yeah. It was so cool. And he had that sort of Karloff face with, you know, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, yeah. Greatest, greatest is it's so hard for me just to pick one because I want to be selfish and have multiple. But if if I had to pick just one villain, hands down, it 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 had to be uh, Mister Freeze as far as design go. Spot yeah. on, perfect. Um, now with uh, let's flip that question and go superheroes, man. So obviously we have some guest spots. You know, you got to work on Jonah, um, Jonah Hex, Kevin, and 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 a few other characters, man. But with the exception of Batman. And we'll take Robin out too. Was there any character on the <laughs> on the good side? And this could be Commissioner Gordon. This could be Harvey Bullock. Oh. This could be any of those guys. Was there anybody that you guys loved to work on or thought had a perfect character design on the good guy side? Gordon. Mm. Uh, Gordon. Gordon is awesome. He was he was our yeah. uh, 
uh, our, our Commissioner Dolan character, which is really yeah. kind of yeah. where, where he got the jaw yeah. and the hair. That was out. That's you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if he no. if he could have smoked, he would have had a pipe. But you know, yeah. he couldn't have smoking. However, yeah. Penguin had a had the cigar. I mean, the cigarette. Yes, he did. They let us do that for some reason. He got because he didn't look like the penguin without it. Exactly. Exactly. And he just no like, longer. Yeah, just don't light it. No, I think we did. <laughs> I think I think there was smoke <laughs> on it. Sometimes they let it go. You know, it's like ah, hey, he's a bad guy. It's okay. Yeah. But, no, but, but yeah, Gordon. Gordon is awesome. I like drawing Batgirl a lot. Batgirl was cute. Yeah. and Really fun, and and just she was she was really a neat character. So yeah. I, I had I had a lot of fun with Batgirl. Um, no, and I loved uh, in Heart of Steel, which was. Yeah. It's not the origin of it's the introduction of it's, Barbara yeah, Gordon. Yeah. Um, and I really loved hat being able to do that dynamic where you see Gordon with his daughter and the way they interact. Like he brings Whoopi with him. Yep. It's like, well, that's Whoopi, you know. <laughs> it's like, and then at the end they leave and Gordon's like, I mean, <laughs> Bruce Wayne's holding this little bear and, and <laughs> Gordon comes back and uh, uh, Barbara forgot her bear and grabs it away. <laughs> You're able to give like these personality bits that um and Bob Hastings is so oh he was good wonderful. he was so good. It was like it's like you I miss seeing that guy because every time you go to recording it's like there he is you know yeah and 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 it, it was weird because at that time when we would do the recordings they were on um pbs this was for all you people this was like dvds weren't even invented yet you know <laughs> um but pbs used to have uh show like you know shows which were made you know from uh live you know live oh, oh, yeah, television oh, yeah, live, live television yeah, from the yeah. 50s yeah in the early 60s mm -hmm. and i remember i was i would go and, and it's like bob hastings Lieutenant Carpenter, he was yeah. on them all these yeah, different all, all, exactly. stage, not on the live act, not in the movies and stuff, but he was on all those um, live yeah. stage productions. Right, right. And he was on No Time for Sergeants. Right. And he was, oh, he was great. Hilarious. He was hilarious. Where they're they trying to get Andy Griffith drunk, you know, <laughs> with lighter fluid and stuff. And he's a hillbilly, <laughs> so he's just um, smooth. <laughs> but he was a big radio guy. Uh, yeah, he, he was. Yeah. He, would, he he had been Archie on the radio, uh, for years and and other shows as well. So it was like he had, and then he was also like Superboy for the Filmation Superman, uh, shows. Yeah. So, so he 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 had like connections to to animation and to to voice acting for years. Yeah. So it was it was, was amazing though because I'd come to the recording and I said I just saw you on No Time to, for Sergeants, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> Is Andy Griffith really that funny? It's like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, it's like you know, it was like it was like you're seeing your uncle every, you know, yeah. your favorite uncle, you oh, know, awesome. and he was, you know, and, and yeah, and he he and Bobby Costanza would always cut each other oh. up and and just like always always had a joke to top each other and you know Costanza always had a joke, um and. Uh, and, and 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 sometimes off color. It was like, ooh. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, right. It was like my uncle Steve telling a joke, you know, and it's like <laughs> and, and it was so cool because Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. would be there and he is the classiest, kindest, nicest man on the planet. 
and yeah. and you know but to hear to see him sort of you know interacting with these guys just like oh it was, it was really awesome it was so so sweet yeah wonderful memories that's, that's really cool and speaking of wonderful memories before we before we rotate off kevin i didn't get to ask you this question last time and i as soon as we got off the call it's like shit i dropped the ball i forgot to ask you this one so i'm gonna ask you both this one um but uh if you guys could sum up your experience on Batman the Animated Series, one word, one phrase, one sentence, one paragraph, what would your experience for Batman the Animated Series be for you? Dan, we'll start with you. What would your Batman the Animated Series be for you? One word? One word? One word, one phrase, one That's... sentence. What When you think about Batman the Animated Series, Here, what's the first it. thought that comes to I'll mind? I'll say it classic for me i just it was it was timeless you know it 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 it, it was etched in a time in, in in history and to be a part of history you just it it just felt like and i knew it then too you know it's like it's not like oh i didn't know i knew i knew that this was going to be something would live forever and so it's it's timeless what about you kevin what does it mean to you rewarding mm -hmm. Because not monetarily or anything like that, I, you know, it's like it's not like I made a fortune off the show or anything like that. But um, it's like finally, yeah, there were times I worked at Disney Feature, you know, uh, but this was the the time that I went like, yes, thank you, you know, just when I get that. I remember there were there were scenes in say Two Face Part One where they're having the uh, political, you know, the the gathering at you know with yeah. the yeah. where Harvey Dent's giving speeches and stuff, and mm -hmm. just the level of animation they gave to the old ladies, yeah. you know, I'm like, thank you for not slacking off every sec. You know, it's like even even that got really nice you know got uh, attention and love yeah. and uh if you look at like in harley's holiday the the scene where i boarded it myself but the scene where harley and um and uh what's her name <laughs> you know her <laughs> bruce wayne's girlfriend oh, oh veronica Vreeland. veronica where we're, uh, Veronica and um, Harley are in the car. And it's very, you know, there's nothing exciting. You, you know, I laid it out so that it's simple storytelling. And the love that the animators gave to those two characters in that one sequence is great. I love that. You know, a hex. Thank you for animated that sword fight. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, well, it's you rewarding. Know, and, it's and, rewarding and, when it works out. And 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 and, and Clayface, Kevin, you got to thank him for Clayface. I mean, yes, you know, that but, was. But that's so phenomenal. obvious. That's know, so obvious. No, yeah, you know, it's, it's like true, it's true though. When you get something and you just you know you'd see it on a moviola and you're like, oh my gosh, they did that. The level yeah. of detail on things that you just, oh my. Well, like even like germs, Egg Begley Jr. playing like this very effeminate murderer, you know, with a with a phobia, 
And it's like when that bit of animation, when Batman comes through the window, da 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 da, and then you cut back to me. Oh, <laughs> the animation is they got it. They got it. You know, and the, and the lighting and the, the, the yeah, the, the oh my gosh, it was everything was just oh my gosh. Yeah, no, Clayface, of course, you know, yeah, right, Dan. And it's like, but that that that's what everyone says, you know. I Clay, know Clayface I know. gets the love. It does, it does. But you there's know? so much love that the show, you know, that was the thing when you're when you're working your butt off trying to make something good and you hand it off to an overseas studio and they're working their butts off to make it good and it actually yeah. like plussing it, that's that's when it it doesn't get any better than that. You know, I mean you yeah. unfortunately there was enough of the shows that weren't, you know, that you you'd get the Yeah. Show. You know, like sunrise and 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 yeah and the, the that, and obviously you know the acom stuff and well you know they just yeah. just didn't have the the their their they just didn't have the skills to pull it off no well i'd say i'll say that about i mean acom's always been a thorn in our side since the deke days mm -hmm. um because they would come back to the studio and whine and complain because we we're doing too many retakes and things like that but um i'll take that back about sunrise sunrise i was always like oh no not these guys again but sunrise was farmed out to jade in china oh i see and jade they came to the studio you know that's how i found out i see was because they came by and you know and said oh we did that episode for you and it's like and i realized Here's this tiny studio that really, really wanted to do superhero stuff. And they were going, the animation makes me cringe, especially on Heart of, I, uh, Heart of Ice, Heart of Steel. But they were, they were doing their utmost, mm -hmm. absolute utmost, because we're calling for multiplanes, you know, and just all sorts of techniques and explosions. And, you know, we're calling for all this stuff. And they did not have the equipment or the animators that that could do it, so they would do their equivalent of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I even have to thank them because they were really trying they very, trying. very yeah. hard. Yeah. But they just weren't as good. Right. They might be, you know, those animators who knew what happened. It's like the, their next assignment was probably they probably got better. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's just what goes. And I want to say something. People have always accused me, you know, well, you, you don't even watch other people's shows, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you think you're so, you know, it's like, you don't, you think you're such a better director than anybody else. And I'll go and say, you know, no, it's like, I'm jealous of other directors, mainly of Dan. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because well, I'll see like baby doll. I'm like, why didn't I get that show? <laughs> I wanted that one because she's in my soul. <laughs> that was like, and it comes out great. And then there was one, and I got to hand it to Dan. There was one that he did, um, "See No Evil," that was which that show could have been such a disaster, mm -hmm. and just because of clever storyboarding, you know, and figuring out how to make the invisibility work. You you try and animate splattered paint on someone and make it look like it's you know yeah. they and you and I look now and nowadays 
I looked at a uh, league of extraordinary gentlemen and I'm mm. like, you just swiping Dan Reba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I, I, but what we were swiping, by the way, when we did the, uh, the, the invisibility effect, uh, we were swiping comic books. We were swiping no man from the Wally Wood. The way that yeah. he would he would do the reflection and the and the highlights on the shadows and how the way it faded off that was totally borrowed from how Wally would would do it for uh, for No Man. He didn't want to do like the dotted lines, you know, like they were doing with the Fantastic Four. He wanted to have a cool effect for for No Man when he was invisible. So he would do a thing like he would like draw him like he was glass, and just like yeah. suddenly he's very reflective and and the highlights are kind of like transparent white. You know, and and we're like that looks really neat. But we're not obviously we want an invisible guy, but we we did that for the for the transition. So he gets a glow around him, and it, and he kind of gets the shadows kind of disappear, and then the the light color kind of just becomes whiter and just kind of fades off. So it just kind of gives it that that no man look. Um, yeah, it turns, turns to glass and then and then disappears. It's really neat. Um, nice. So that was that was fun. That's really cool, man. And I, I know I didn't work on the show, but if I could sum it up just as a, as a fan, it's perfection. Like I said, you guys created our childhood. And there's so many people out there that might not get to say thank you. And I'm saying thank you for all of those people. You guys, like I said, you guys made yeah. a childhood worth having with this show. So <laughs> thank you a hundred, a hundred times over. So the figure we can do is we could rotate. <clears throat> Got a little choked up there, boys. I apologize. Um, I figure we could rotate into some fans' questions because there were some people that wrote in and want to pick you guys' brains. Um, starting with Cadence. Uh, during production, you guys ever have that moment where you realized you were creating a game-changing classic? When was that moment you realized you had made what's considered one of the greatest animated shows of all time? And how did it make you feel? Who wants to start? Well... Dan always knew, according to Dan, Dan always knew this was a hit. And I'm a, I was I was just a oblivious. And I'd say a hit. I said it would be a classic, that it would be remembered. Because Johnny Quest was a failure when it came out. True. And and yet and yet we still love that show today. So yeah. I meant I meant like that. The Fleischers, you know, only did 17. But you know, but I knew it would be something that would last. Yeah. I didn't know until I went up to the WonderCon and uh, Danny O'Neill invited me to the screening of my episode on Leather Wings, which they were showing at conventions. And uh, Danny says, oh, you got you to gotta show up. You got to be until. And yes, and of course, I, I, I go and have a couple of pints for lunch and I show up at this recording and I'm like, Wow, there's a lot of people here, you know, and the audience reaction is the only time. That's the only time I w it actually, you know, got through my thick skull that people are going to like this. You know, we have an audience. <laughs> You're so dense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't know. I mean, I look. You know, I, I I trusted that the stuff would come back good because a we knew that that. TMS was doing stuff for for Warner Brothers. They weren't doing Batman. They were doing the title sequence, but they weren't working on Batman yet. Yeah. Um. We we but but I I I trusted that the studio was going to put the money behind it to make it look good. But I wasn't sure. But I just knew what we were doing was going to make it make it good. Yeah. And oh. then that, then when we saw it on the movieola, it was like, oh wow, 
holy mm-hmm. moly, this is going to play. This is going to work. So Yeah. Remember, Dan? I, now, I don't know, because I saw this. You remember the first take that TMS did on the opening credits? I didn't see it. Damn it. I'm the only person that saw it. The only evidence of that thing is the layout drawing that's in the Batman animated book. There's a layout drawing that shows the characters sketched out and drawn yeah. the detail. And that's yeah. the only thing that, that, that betrays that they didn't do it right. Yeah. But... Bruce called me into his office. Says, Karen, come here. Come here. Look at this. Just look at it. And I and he shows me the opening. It's the same opening that we all know and love, but it's shot like in Twilight with full color. No, you know, with like no high contrast. TMS going full out with full animation. It actually reminded me a lot of it looked like the crew that did Little Nemo on Slumberland, the feature. Right. Squash and stretch and just oh, oh just just it's going crazy. And it's like and Bruce is like, that's ah, all wrong. And I'm like, but it's wonderful at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, he's a, I know what you're saying, Bruce, but wow. <laughs> wow. You know, he's like, ah, it's, it's completely wrong. And I think it was destroyed because no I, one I, else I think, has I seen think it. That they, I think, well, I think Gene and everybody kind of saw yeah. it and went, okay, we get it. But, but what happened was this, and I think TMS had it put away because what happened was that they didn't want to work on the show because they didn't know who Bruce and Eric were. They were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone just wants to watch the, the live action Batman. This isn't going to be important. Spielberg is doing Animaniacs. Spielberg is doing, you know, Tiny Tones. We want to work on the, the high profile show. And so mm-hmm. they committed all of their time to, to the yeah. other shows. And they didn't like they didn't, but they were like, okay, we'll do your, we'll show you how to do your show. We'll do your little Batman show. We'll do the title sequence. And then when they said, no, you did it wrong. <laughs> and then they were like, <laughs> what? What did we? But we gave you the most beautiful thing we could possibly. Have. And they were like, yeah, it's beautiful, but it's not right. And they were, this is what we want. And then they they were like, <gasps> and a light bulb went over their head, going, oh my gosh, these guys know exactly what they want. We want to work with them. And that's yeah. when they joined and and moved their schedule around to work on the show because they realized then we got to show up Spectrum. We got to show up on Leather Wings. We got to yeah. show that we're the best and those guys can't do better than us. And, yeah. you know, and so that's when they, they, they did Two-Face and, and, you know, the other shows and they were like, okay, all right, they know the show. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> and by the way, TMS, um, a lot has been... Um said about uh the fact that the backgrounds are painted on black construction paper which which spectrum did oh yeah um spectrum did it and it it works it works you know um all the studios did it except tms (laughs) tms is like but we're not gonna do that so you'll see yeah they 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 understood like in and you really see it in um two-face part one where the skies are just so rich mm-hmm. you know why is a gotham knight red i don't know is there a fire somewhere doesn't matter it looks it's beautiful you know and it's and and to be and to be fair to tms 
they uh, brought something else to it. They at that point they understood the what the concept of the black paper was exactly. You know, and, and just, then they were they, able to translate it into the way yeah. they paint. And yeah. so you couldn't tell, and we wouldn't let other people do it because we didn't trust them. But they got the they were able to because because yeah. they they knew paint, they knew what it would do, and they knew how to make it work on film. Um, and I tell you, I mean, there they it worked, and the black paper thing was brilliant. The sad thing about it is that the construction paper doesn't take the the paint, the pigments fall off. So when people look at those originals and they're in a gallery, they're dingy and dark and they look muddier than they did on TV and they look, oh, gee, it doesn't look quite as bright as it did on TV. I guess must be my imagination. Somehow the, the <laughs> camera must brighten them up and you're like, no, no. They so, actually lost about but, you know twenty five percent of their pigment. They, they, yeah, no, they, construction they, paper is like a sponge; it just you know, sucks up all the pigment. You it know, just, it just it, it flaked off. So it's but it will last for bright. about a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's but then on the other hand, the cells that the Japanese would use because I learned this when I went there, they didn't use Xerox and they didn't hand ink. Well, they did the shadows. But what they did was they had this this process that was like a heat transfer. It was it was it was a, essentially like a carbon paper, and they pass yeah. the cell through with with the drawing and 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 a carbon paper, and it would like heat it up, and they would just like match the drawing. So it it looked fine, and you did the they would paint it just like a regular cell, but after time, that stuff would flake off. So yeah. the 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 actual cells from some of those spectrum shows and some of the ones that, that the Japanese studios did the the paint pigment the lines kind of turn brown and and yeah. uh, they they don't they don't they don't last they don't look as pretty yeah but, but even it's like it like a deke one thing i found out was like how all the japanese studios would reuse the cells yeah you know right. they would clean them yeah. and so Damn they it. didn't want they didn't want that stuff to that that was like a standard you know, well, they did because... it here for ages too. I mean, that's like that's yeah. Tex Avery's first job was, and, and Chuck Jones. They started in the business with cell washers. You know, they that is so depressing. And, and yeah. so depressing to hear. Yeah. So much to history is lost. So much to history is lost. Yeah, that's probably why you don't see as much of the black and white stuff in the old days. Then, all the, like the Lance stuff or in the early Looney Tunes stuff. It's not just that Warner's threw it away. It's like they reused the cells. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That stuff was expensive. Yeah. Man. So. I'm I'm glad at least one company did. Disney saved damn near everything they ever did. So it's cool getting to see, you know, just decades and decades and decades of stuff that was just filed away and taken care of. So at least somebody uh saved some stuff. Um Spoiler Force okay. Podcast. What's that? Okay. Until they sold them at Disneyland for you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh spoiler force podcast want to know was there anything uh within the batman lore that uh you guys were cre uh were excited to work on or create anything stick out to you guys racial ghoul for me yeah 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 racial yeah. ghoul was like when i read that comic at 13 the uh Adams and uh, Denny O'Neill. Just something about Rachel oh. Ghoul hit me, and I wanted to do a cartoon of Rachel oh, Ghoul absolutely. when I was thirteen. Yeah, you know, 
yeah, was no, obsessed I, with I, it. I know, I know. I, I, same here. I, I, that and um, and even the man bat thing. I mean, it was like, yeah, you know. And it wasn't until later on when I I was confronted with it, I was like, oh, you know, I really hate the way the wings come out of his his wrist. Those are so it, cool. It, it, uh, no, no. In in the comics, they come out of the the wrist bone. The because there's like he's got no little hands. Anatomy. There's no anatomy there. That's not how a flying thing would work. So I said, how about Bruce, what if we'd have the, the fingers be, because that's what Chiroptera is. Those were bats have hand wings. Their wings yeah. are their hands. So let's do that with man bat. Bruce is like, all right. So so <laughs> my drawings all, I, that's what I contributed to man bat was I made his hands the, the wings. And, um, and, and so then that stuck through the design. So that was my contribution. And and it's like and still was something that you know I always loved that character. I just I, oh man, it was so and cool. and Isis the cat. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I designed Isis and Dan inked him. I did, I did. I love drawing that cat. Yeah, no, and it's like it, it it's little moments like that where Isis is uh we're in the storyboard where I have Isis. He gets left behind when Batman and Catwoman. Yeah, Catwoman yeah. drops Isis, knowing that he's going to follow her. Mm -hmm. You know, because he will. You know, so Isis is like chasing Batman and Catwoman over rooftops and down fire escapes, and they're having a fight. And then cut back, Isis coming down the fire escape. You know, and then Batman. You know, Catwoman runs across the street. Batman. You know, it's like, and Batman's under a pile of garbage. You know, and tin cans and stuff. So he can't catch her, and there's Isis runs out in the middle of the street, and here comes a truck. Yeah, you know, and I was like in, a, in an audience with people watching that, and the girls scream, <laughs> "No!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I was, and then of course Batman rescues Isis, yeah. you know. <laughs> but yeah. but it's like yeah, it's the there's there's small things like that that again I'll say rewarding. It's rewarding when stuff like that, you know, like when Batman's face hits that, hits the screen on the blimp, the cop blimp, because the guy, <laughs> it's the kind of thing. Will this work? I don't know if it'll work. Okay. They're right below us. And, and so the guy like follows him because of course, Batman just went, or uh, man bat just went flying by. He's dragging Batman. And it's like, so he's looking and all of a sudden, bam. It's almost like yeah. the audience when I was watching the audience in an audience in the audience, the way they jumped when his face hit that oh, screen that was great was rewarding. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I, I tell you, it's the stupid little things that, that please me. Like in, the little Easter egg in your show with Batmite, uh when Batmite shows up, yeah. just like it was so much fun. It's so adorable, you know. And it was like, okay, yeah. we got we got him out of the way, you know. We got him, you know. We yeah. did it. And look, and look, and look, talking about animation now, I don't know where they got that. It's like, but Heart of Steel animation makes me cringe. There's things like, and yet when they go and visit Carl Rossum, no, no, I take it back. No, I take it back. That's, I take it back because I'm talking about um, Deep Freeze. Oh, okay. That's deep freeze. Yeah. Right, right, right. That right. Was, yeah. But even, that was even in that, that's a that's well animated oh, episode. Yeah, yeah well. But the animation that they put into that one yes. sequence. Yes, yes. Man, I mean, 
Really? <laughs> really, Batmite gets the best animation in the series? <laughs> and then there's, and then you go in there and it's like, okay, we're going to just do like, okay, and there's Streaky. Got to have Streaky. Yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. have the horse. We didn't have no, Super Horse, no, but we got no. Crypto, and we got. Yeah. It's like just every pet and yeah, every yeah, like yeah, little yeah. icon is in that room, yeah, yeah. and they all get wondrous, beautiful yeah, yeah, touches yeah, yeah, of animation, yeah, yeah. like lavished on this one sequence. You know, yeah, yeah that's fun. It's like that, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it is weird where 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 the great animation will happen. I know, you know? I know, yeah. So uh, cra crazy about SpongeBob wanted to know, uh, when there's an action scene, did you guys write it or did the board artist have the freedom to make it how they wanted it to look? I got to imagine you guys had some restraints, but uh, how, how much off the uh, leash was the uh, storyboard artist on these ones? Well, leash? Dan and I, <laughs> there was no leash. Leash? <laughs> Dan and I spent our whole career you know just yanking that collar off and like going for it like we would change scripts through our whole career mm. you know and uh yeah the crew but... under us if yeah. you didn't go for it it's like smack 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 <laughs> no, i i i like i didn't have to completely veer away from stuff on shows because it it there a lot of the stuff I did was on the page, I have yeah. to say. But we plussed and add gags and and tweak and make you know. So you know it wasn't like I completely ignored. But you could just riff on stuff and invent whole parts completely away from what was there. And 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 we would get the complaints that our scripts were short on purpose so that our storyboards were allowed. Our storyboard artists were allowed to vamp and 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 plus the action. That was that was built into the the structure of the show, so it wasn't like yeah. you had to like, you know, it, 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 uh, not do stuff that was written. Although you did that, <laughs> <laughs> I did it a lot. You did it a lot. It was the idea was was you take something and you interpret what they did, what they asked yeah. for, and you and you just go, okay, what they meant to do was this, and and we'll add this to it, and it's like okay, so it's kind of what they wrote, but it's really more than what they wrote. Yeah, oh. and as a director and a storyboard artist, I would uh, I apologize to all the artists under me, but you know, you'd you'd get a sequence in, and, and I wouldn't go, ah, you know, this this just hasn't got it. it's you know this is, I'm I'm bored looking at this, but instead of and I think a bad director here make it better. Just hand it back to the person. Okay, now we're behind schedule. Mm -hmm. Now it's not going to make it. Whereas if I go, this is how you do it. Well, I can draw. I'll just take the sequence and plus it myself and do what I want. And that's what Bruce wanted. That's what Eric wanted. Yeah, and that's exactly. what Alan Burnett wanted. Exactly. They, want, they wanted stuff to be... There were other people there that didn't want it. But yeah. too bad. You know? Heart of Steel varies wildly that was actually a very long script but that it does vary wildly not the essence of the script the heart of it mm -hmm. pardon me yeah. not, no pun intended it's true <laughs> there, there's a lot of heart in that but the action was not you know come on robots you know? yeah. <laughs> death yeah. to all robots no it's, it's gotta like, be cool it's gotta yeah. be cool 
Yeah, so that that's what we would do. And like a showdown. I don't think there was a script, but I think when it came to the last battle, I don't think I even looked at the script except for dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like because well, I had a hand in plotting it out, so everyone knew it that's was the thing. Happen. It's like you you got credit for writing it with yeah you know, writing the story with Bruce. So you know, it was you, Bruce, and 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 you know, and uh, um, who 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 um. Lansdale. Lansdale. Yeah. Lansdale wrote. Who was writing the comic at the time. Right. Right. Yeah. No, he's, and he's great. He's a, he's a phenomenal writer. So it's like. (laughs) And yeah. And there's like bringing those in. It's like, Oh, I'll share this with you. Things that were cut out of showdown that episode. Mm -hmm. um, Where Jonah Hex is captured, right? He gets saved by, you know, from being boiled alive. But he uh, now he's getting put into a cell, which he's going to escape from in the future. But as the guard goes in, there's they had to cut this one line, and I really wish that we didn't. The guard goes, throws him into the cell. Hex falls on the floor. Sweet dreams, Hex. Slams the gate shut. And then Hex goes, hope you don't mind me dreaming about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep this we gotta keep it no 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 broadcast standards is like no how no. dare you broadcast censors that was oh. bullshit that should have stayed <laughs> what kid's gonna know that's a bad thing you know <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh how nice he's he gonna have a dream <laughs> Damn. Uh Oh, that's so Uh sweet. He's going to dream about his mother. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, This this guy had my favorite handle on the online. His name, since we're talking about people's moms, his was stress underscore boner. He wanted to know. (laughs) What? Um, Where does Batman the animated series fit into the legacy with each character? For me, it's the definitive series, but for you guys in particular, where does Batman the animated series and the man, the pantheon of Batman? Where does it stand for you guys? Oh dear. No, it's uh, okay for me. For me, um, I'll just jump on it. Yeah, it's uh, I really, really, really don't like where. Everyone insists on making their their contribution canon, you know, like this is how it's going to be. Alan Moore writes The Killing Joke as a one-off horror story, Batman horror story, and Barbara Gordon is wounded. Why does she have to be wounded and, and paraplegic for the rest of the series, and now she's Oracle because of what happened in The Killing Joke? Batman the Animated Series stands alone it's its own universe you know yeah there's computers and stuff but prop driven aircraft is the norm you know it's all it's it's like the cool things that were designed in the 30s and 40s we hang on to Mm -hmm. you know um you still use telephones you know even though like cell phones were happening back then but we weren't trying to modernize it um, it's the best origin of the Joker by far. 
it makes so much sense that the Joker was a member of the mob in Mask of the Phantasm. His past, he's a member of the mob. So that's why, why would a guy who falls into a vat and comes out, ha, 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 I'm crazy now because I look like a Joker. Why would that guy want to do crimes? Why would he want to have a gang? It doesn't make sense. If you're just crazy, that's not, you know, but no, the Joker, he's crazy now, but he's still a gangster mm -hmm. and he operates as a gangster. He's always stealing money. He's always coming up with a caper. You know, it's not just that he wants to get at Batman. He's trying to make money. He wants to make fortunes. You know, he's and, a gangster. And the, same, and the same token, Two Face is like yes. a, a brilliant. Oh. It was Alan's contribution was that he wasn't just a guy that yeah. that had gotten an accident because that wouldn't make you crazy necessarily. No. Um, but but the fact that he already has mental issues and, and anger issues and, and he's bipolar and he has all sorts of stuff going on that yeah. uh that 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 he has to control that just sets him over the edge and, yeah. and it, that makes it uh, much harder to cure his problem yeah no uh, and once because he's the, already there yeah it's it's like there's two people there mm -hmm. it's like there's harvey dent and then there's big bad heart exactly and it's then what that script did, which is absolute correct, is like Harvey Dent is gone forever. Big Bad Harv is here now. He calls himself Two-Face. But there is no Harvey Dent. He's gone. You know, there's not like, oh, I'm going to jump back and forth my personalities. You know, it's like, no, he's not no. crazy like that. He's now Big Bad Harv. Sure. Terribly scarred. Sure. I mean, but, the coin toss isn't isn't like oh he's good or bad. It's 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 that it it just helps him decide because he's yeah. he's got that duality, so he just mm -hmm. uses that as a decider. But but yeah. it's not like oh I'm going to be you know, yeah. Yeah, Harvey Dent, you know, you know when we establish him the first time you see him and he's like just flipping a coin. It's like yeah no it's like that's Harvey. It's like that's Harvey flipping a coin. Mm -hmm. Harvey Dent doesn't flip coins to make decisions. No. Big bad Harv does. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like you have talk about great animation when he's in the uh, psychiatrist's office. Oh, yeah. It's like I just had to take that sequence myself again, you know, because yeah. it's like I'm trying to describe people to people. You know, it's raining out, you know, it's the lightning flashing and, blah, blah, you know, and it's, oh, just give me that. I'm going to do it myself. Well, that, that, that brilliant shot with the with the lightning flash and seeing the two face and the lightning uh, reflection is like, oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. The and then another shot. thing. Yeah. When Big Bad Harf shows up. TMS, that bit of animation where he's like. <laughs> and now Big Bad Harv is here. Mm -hmm. just that subtlety it's like oh, yeah. it's like loop on the third level animation yeah. and what people don't understand <laughs> and again I, I i was questioned about this but when big bad harv says i ain't going nowhere missy maybe you know gee, he goes and grabs this lamp and throws it through the window he's not just demonstrating his power he's gonna throw her out oh, that yeah. window oh yeah it's like it was subtle enough that broadcast standards didn't call me on it. 
Yeah. But he grabs her. He he means to throw her out the window. Yeah. You know. I gotta tell you something Maybe. with uh with with, with Two Face in particular. Um, we have one more question, and we'll get out of here for the day. Um, but uh, I borrowed. I actually stole from you guys. I took the whole coin toss thing. Now, whenever I became an adult, I didn't realize when you become an adult, it's a lot harder to be an adult than it is a kid. I wanted to go back to being a kid as soon as I had to make my first tough decision. So three things all happened at once. <clears throat> I had to buy a car. I had, I was buying a house and I was, uh, I was thinking about either getting out of the military or staying in. Right. And I draw these Venn diagrams and I say the good, the bad of staying in the good, the bad of buying a car, the good, the bad of buying a house. And I couldn't decide because it always equaled out. Right. It always null and voided each other whenever I would look for the pros and the cons. So I'm just watching Batman, the animated series one day, and I see an episode of Two-Face and he's flipping that coin and, oh, you die type of thing. Right. And I was like, huh. And I don't ever carry change, but I was like, I'm reaching around in my my uniform and I pull out a quarter. I'm like, oh, I got a quarter. Let's see how this works. Well, it looks like I'm buying a car. <laughs> looks like I'm buying a house. Fuck, I wanted to get out. I guess I'm going to have to re-enlist, right? And I always <laughs> told myself, I always told myself that I wasn't the one making this decision. Fate was making this decision, just like Harvey Dent was, or excuse me, just like Two-Face was, right? And I always had a fallback plan. If whatever decision I made through the flip of a coin turned out to be the wrong decision, well, I didn't make that decision. The coin and the fate did it, so I could blame that <laughs> shit on somebody else. I could always pass the buck off on somebody else. So, like I said, you guys inform me as a kid on what Batman is and yeah. was and could be. And through uh, the process of elimination of flipping a coin, through fate itself, I was able to pass off any kind of ill will and judgment towards myself and blame it on this goddamn quarter <laughs> that I was flipping. So thank you guys for oh, giving me an out. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah. what, that's what you call their flipism. That, that was Carl Barks had a Donald Duck story where where the the nephews like like do everything based yeah. on this this new religion mm -hmm. flipism. Now, the last uh, the last question we have here is: there one villain or one character, and it doesn't have to be in the Batman universe, but if you could have guest spotted a uh, a, a a villain or a hero inside the Batman universe. Was there one you guys wanted to work on? Jeez. Well, Dan worked on all of them <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, let's see. Because we... we... Uh, it's like, it's actually kind of a... I mean, it, go, it goes, for me, it goes back to that conversation that Bruce, like we left the recording. You know, we just had a great recording. I think it was Harley's Holiday. I'm not sure. Um, could have been Harlequinade, but Paul and Bruce asked me. So Kevin, you, uh, we know that you 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 like the war books, and you know it's like you're you're not so much the superhero guy. What character would you want to do in Batman? What character would you want to do? And I go, I'd love to do Enemy Ace. God, I'd love to do Enemy Ace, but I don't know how we're going to make that work. And then and then we're going, you know, and it's. I mean, it's like, I would like to do Sergeant Rock, but how do you work? You you can only work that into the DC, you know, into the this universe in a stupid way. Boy, time traveled, or I'm back in time, and I'm in yeah. World War II. It's like, it doesn't work. It's stupid, you know? Um, but then 
Jonah Hex came up too, because it's like I love Jonah Hex. You know, it's like he's one of those characters that when an artist would do the book, he gave it everything he got. Like Sam Glanzen, some of his best work was Jonah Hex. You know, and that guy, you know, anyway. So it's like, you know, that's what I'd say. It's like, I'd like to, Enemy Ace. It's like, I wish the hell I could have done Enemy Ace. I, I have two. Yeah. I have two. One is the, the Archie Goodwin, Walt Simonson, Manhunter. Oh, I, I, I love that story. And Batman, it's like so integral to the ending of that, yeah. uh, of that story arc. And I thought that would have been a, such an awesome thing for us. And the other yeah. one uh, is Swamp Thing. Uh, that that, yeah, that Batman you. Swamp Thing Thank issue you. was like the yeah. best freaking comic in my life, and and you know, and that was the best Batman I'd ever seen. And I love Neil Adams, and I really, I, yeah. I just I adored the Neil Adams comics. But when that Swamp Thing came out with that Batman, it was like my favorite comic in the world. Um, and so you know, it, it, that <laughs> it, those two characters, like either one, you know, yeah. I would love to have worked on that so it's it's see yes yeah i got him back there too <laughs> I, I love yeah. I, i'm so glad you brought it up i absolutely swamp thing he was my uh second tattoo i got the uh Lenwine, bernie wrights and uh, swamp thing over here on my arm where he's leaning up yeah. against the shade um it, it he is a character in my opinion i know it's probably sacrilegious but probably not <laughs> Alan Moore wrote the definitive and, swamp thing, right? You know what I mean? And he ended up in the universe, but it's like when I had a slight hiatus, I did the one character I always wanted to draw, the demon. Oh, yes. Yeah. But yes. yes. When I when we were talking about that with Batman at that time, they're like yeah, we weren't allowed. No. To, we weren't allowed. Manhunter. No. No, no Manhunter. Man no. Why? He kills true yep. so does the joker <laughs> everybody kills. yeah not, but not, not ours no no not no. It, we could we could imply it yeah you couldn't you couldn't actually show it you couldn't make him actually kill people except so in mask like, of the phantasm except because, mask it was, of phantasm. because it was theatrical yeah, yeah. We, we were doing a kid's show ultimately and and that's yeah. the, the beauty and the and the, the magic of the show is that <laughs> we managed to to circumvent all of those all of those limitations and make you forget that you're watching a kid's show. It was like Johnny Quest did the same thing, although they they could actually do more. They 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 they, they, they well, could they had body you know, counts they, and they had yeah, body yeah. counts. They so, got yeah, dark. They got dark. Anymore. We couldn't do oh, that yeah. any. You know, we couldn't do that. In fact, they got trouble for it. So you know, but did uh, you guys ever do Vic? Uh, was it Victor Saz? Did you guys ever do Victor Saz? No, no, no. I don't think we did. No. Nope. I, I yeah, I was about to say because I don't I don't remember him popping up. I remember him popping him up, uh, you know, comic books and shit like that. Yeah. But I, I couldn't remember if you guys ever got a chance to do him. Yeah, don't. No, I don't no. think so. I didn't no. think so because I was about to say I, just, I, I was. I I just remembered I was just really just really mad because I when I well it was like I did it for several reasons, but when I left to do gen 13 i left uh batman the animated series to do gen 13 and mainly because doing gen 13 i could the whole point was to do pg-13 you know mm -hmm. direct by doing direct to video you could do pg-13 you didn't have to deal with uh broadcast standards just our standards you know and then very quickly very soon after i was doing gen 13 hey the demons in the cartoon. 
Hey, hey, how, hey, how come you, ah, oh, you, you, you bastards. Know, there's a reason why <laughs> that happened was that those came after Superman. The rule yeah. was we couldn't have magic in the show. And, and so I mean, I think Swamp Thing might've gotten away with it because it was super science still. And we had mutants and we had like, you know, Tigris and stuff like the man bat for crying out loud. If you're not man bat, you can have Swamp Thing, you know? <laughs> so it's like, that would work. You'd think. But, but you couldn't have magic and, and, you know, that, that wasn't allowed on our show. And, and, but once Superman happens and you got mixes pit like, and you got, you know, just like, all right, fine. You know, anything goes. Cause our Zatanna wasn't magic. She was a stage magician yeah. who could fake it. And, or, or was she, you know, and at some <laughs> point, she, you know, at some point, you know, she, she Ooh. just like cut the facade and she's like, yeah, she's, you know, but it's like, boy, the episode would have been a lot easier if she had just shown powers, you know, from the get go. Yeah. Now, you know, so, yeah. Um, but that's why that's why you could get the demon later on, because we, we weren't allowed to before before that. that the, the, the rules changed on us. And then and it's only, you know, because then they wanted a, the unified, you know, a unified universe and, and Batman and Superman could coexist. That was the thing. We couldn't really have Superman. They didn't want aliens either on, on our series. Yeah. So as much as you feel like I, that's why I didn't say Superman, because it would have been like, oh, it would have been so cool that both like the Fleischer Superman show up and the Batman show. But it would like so overpower Batman. It 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 really was like, no, that that wouldn't work. No, but you you're but, right. It's like, yeah, because Superman, yeah. He's yeah, an alien. I mean, it's yeah. kind of it is it, I mean, he is it's kind like of I would like have had like, you know, the 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 old, you know, Sandman, you know, with the gas mask and the guns, you know, or 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 the or the, some of the, you know, other characters from the Justice Society, Our Man or something. It's like, you know, something where it's like just scaled down, not quite Superman. Somebody who doesn't quite overpower Batman and, you know, doesn't kind of, you know, show him up. Yeah. But uh but no, it's it's like, oh man, man. <laughs> no, it's like absolutely. Uh, well, like I said, Dan and Kevin, it has been a blast. Uh, hopefully, it does not take uh, three years again to get you back on, Dan. Because, like I said, okay. I want to have you both on again, um, and then just talk more in depth about you guys' career because you guys have done so much. You guys did so much before Batman. You guys have done so much after Batman. It would be a huge disservice to you and the fans to to not highlight the rest of you guys' careers. Because what you guys done, not a religious guy, I don't mean this to be a religious uh, religious thing, other than Batman is a religion. Uh, you guys are really doing the Lord's work. You guys did the Lord's work. You did the Batman's work when it came to Batman, the animated series. So uh, you guys will ever forever have my undying support and gratitude, as well as so many other people my age and younger and older when it comes to the series. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Dan, you're welcome. Where, uh, where can the fans find you on social media? Do you have a website? You have a blog you're working on? Where can they go and say, Hey, Dan, I like what you do. I have a website, uh, uh, Dan Reba dot art.com mm -hmm. is the, is the, is the email. Oh, that's my email. Excuse me. Dan Reba.com scratch that let it i have a website andreema.com <laughs> take two danreema.com is where you can find uh stuff about me i've got a, a, a few articles about me uh some videos uh that i've participated in uh i'll probably add this one on later on at some point when i get some more <laughs> a few storyboards uh and uh and yeah just 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 stuff yeah Beautiful. And Kevin, what about you? Where can the fans go and say, hey, Kevin, I like what you do? 
uh facebook and uh you know and uh altieri arts at um is on instagram but if you look up kevin altieri on instagram and you'll know which one's me you know it's <laughs> obvious i you think know, you got so. a batman shirt on that one yes i do that's the guy <laughs> nailed it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like yeah just on facebook or instagram Beautiful. Well, like I said, gentlemen, this has been a blast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, which you will be listening to this before the uh, the con hits, make sure you go and tell these gentlemen, as well as Alan Burnett, how much you know working on Batman meant to you. And uh, you know, get some artwork done, get some signatures, get to pick these guys' brains about uh, maybe you had a question that we didn't get to ask, man. Ask them these questions. Well, he's been Dan, he's been Kevin, I've been Julian. It's been the What's in My Head podcast, and this has been another piece of your childhood. Good night. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Before we go, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with the podcast today. I truly appreciate every download and listen we get. If you're liking what we're doing, drop us a five-star rating, drop us a review, tell a friend, and I'll see you next week.